0: Are you walking around eggshells because your kid or teen is crabby, angry, easily irritated? Well, you're not alone. Mood disorders, ADHD, anxiety, OCD is on the rise. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne and I'm a mental Health Trailblazer and join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today we're talking about just how to manage that pranky behavior, the moody and angry behavior, because you need real tools. So let's dive in. Hi, everybody. We are continuing our parenting light flying series, and we are talking about a topic that comes out a lot in my conversations with parents. And it's really supporting angry kids because stress is at an all-time high for both kids and adults. And so we're talking about tamping down moodiness and anger in kids. And, you know, before I get started, I want to say that being the mother of teenagers, that some level of moodiness and anger is absolutely normal amongst kids of all ages. They all go through it. And it becomes a clinical issue when it interferes with their life in some way, shape, or form, right? So it's interfering with school, it's interfering with relationships, maybe relationships with you or their siblings. You know, your child gets distressed a lot. Then we have ourselves a clinical problem. And it's always a great idea to get help. If you're not part of our Natural Parenting Solutions group, hop over to drrosanne.com forward slash group and join our free Facebook group where we talk about natural solutions like we're gonna talk about today, For mental health. And we talk about our magnesium, which we just launched. You can go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium. Super proud of our multi-mag brain formula, which, you know, has science-backed forms of magnesium designed to calm the brain. And we all need that. So anyway, what makes kids, some kids so angry, right? So sometimes they have clinical issues like ADHD, Sometimes they have medical issues like pants and pandas or other issues that affect um, their brain and body. Maybe they're neurodivergent and they are more sensitive to their environment. There's a lot of reasons that could be some clinical problem interfering with their mental health and their ability to have stress tolerance, right? Because it's all about stress tolerance. If we don't have stress tolerance, everything is going to get on our nerves, right? And you know, if your glass half empty, it's going to be more of a problem. That is a definite possibility. If you suspect if your child has had this issue for a long time, this is when you really want to get professional help. Sometimes our kids are angry and moody because they're stressed at home. Maybe there's a lot of conflict. Maybe something I see all the time is two different parenting styles. 80% or more of the families that come to me, their parents are really on opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of opposite sides of the spectrum on parenting. And that leads to a lot of conflict at home. And when we have conflict at home, what happens? Our kids are the ones that feel it. When we have that Obviously, we want to try to join his parents. Easier said than done. Usually, one of the parents thinks the kid is doing it on purpose. I promise you, when you have a really cranky and moody kid, nobody wants to be cranky and moody. They're not doing this on purpose. It's often a real issue with not understanding what to do. And I think that's really surprising. Surprising because your child may be capable in school or have an area that they're really great in. And you're just like, well, why is this so hard for them? Well, look around. I mean, if you work, you probably see people who are poor at managing stress. And for some people, it's a temperament issue. For some people, it could be there's a clinical issue, it could be a lot of things. So think about that and think about what you can do at home, right? We're going to talk about strategies life stressors. Maybe there's bullying. Maybe it's the wrong educational setting. Uh, Maybe your child's not getting enough sleep. Maybe they're really bad eaters and they're just not getting proper nutrition, which is a lot of kids are really lousy eaters. I always crack up when parents tell me their kids are good eaters and they're like, well, they have broccoli. And I'm like, that's it. (laughs) So you got to power up your brain. I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm here to get you to think a little bit different. So low frustration, tolerance, lack of coping skills, right? This is really the nexus of why some kids really struggle with anger and irritation, right? So some kids have clinical issues which make them more sensitive. Maybe they have sensory processing disorder. There's there's a whole list of clinical issues. You know, maybe you have rejection sensitive dysphoria, right? Which is uh, basically you're more sensitive to perceived or real criticism. But ultimately, it's about poor coping skills, right? I mentioned people at work, and you know, you always know that person who's like, "Wow, they always fly off the handle or are ir- just easily irritated." I was talking to somebody this morning about somebody in my family, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to go over there and see them because they're always so irritated." <laughs> a relative of mine, a blood relative, no less. So you know, and what is it? It's somebody who spent their whole life getting whatever they wanted, and the moment they don't get what they want, they get really irritated. And that is how they approach things in life. So it now, yes, I know they're an adult and yes, they should know better. And trust me every day, you know, there are people who, you know, we all encounter that don't have those skills. It starts when you are a kid. It's never too late to learn healthy coping skills. We inherit a lot of these from our parents. Let's talk about strategies for moodiness and anger because that's that's really you know what you're here and that's really what I do every day and we all need strategies, right? I have a child who's more sensitive, easily angered, and hello, what do I got to do? Got to share my calm. So you've heard me talk about this: sharing your calm is co-regulation. So how we are physically acting our body language um is really what our kids see i recently had a mom and uh, their their child did neurofeedback and had like really, truly an unbelievable response. He was an angry kid and she said, wow, he's so much less angry. You know, he approaches things even when he is angry, his recovery is much better. He's really working towards all those steps. um, steps They're doing parenting work. But she said, you know what I really noticed? I noticed that when your parents don't got it together... They don't have it together. And really, she said, was a big highlight on her husband's unresolved issues and how angry he is. And she said that he no longer says irritating things but he his body language looks like he's bottle corked <laughs> and i was like i'm going to be sharing that with everybody cuz that's powerful and and i think that's important and yeah absolutely had a, a rough history growing up as an you know it's a child and now he's a parent so we got to do our inner work people we can't just be like my kid lives in a nice house goes to a good school they should just be regulated well, what are you doing to support that? And I know you're doing a lot, but I, this is also to just say, we've got to do this. So calming the brain. There are lots of ways to calm the brain. You know, I'm going to say magnesium. You know, I'm going to say PMF and neurofeedback and meditation and yoga. You have to calm your brain. You have to support your child's brain and being calm. When you have an angry and moody kid who, this is their norm. This is their baseline. This isn't some situation. If you, if your kid overnight becomes moody and and dysregulated, please go and get them checked for infectious disease like tick-borne illness. They probably have pants or pandas. If there isn't some immediate stressor or they haven't had a traumatic event, you wanna really look what's going on. But if you're a child, their baseline is irritation and anger. You know what I'm talking about. If you got one of those kids, whenever I say, oh, were they always like this? I'm either going to get that. No, I don't know what happened. Or I go, you know, they came out like that, Dr. Brown. I'm like, well, I get it. You know, some kids that glass that empty and it's a bit of a struggle. Calming the brain is really important. One of my favorite tips to help kids regulate of all ages adults too, is sensory system. It's something we don't talk enough about. And uh two of my best friends are OTs and Miss Debbie and Miss Becky, if you're listening, Becky usually lives. and you know, there's just so much we can do to calm in a natural way, right? And sensory support, you know, why does it help so much? Well, when you are stressed and all of us have experienced it, it's that sensation, I've got the big lights on right now and it's cold, and I'm like, wow, I feel this, right? So you, you have this sensitivity and your body is modulating in it. But when you are struggling or you experience sensory integration disorder or temporary sensory issue, those simple things dysregulate the nervous system so that you're reactive to everything in your environment. So if we can calm our our nervous system through sensory support, we're less irritated, we're less angry, we're less, as I like to call, And what does that look like? It could be a weighted blanket. It could be rolling on the ground. It could be going on a swing. Each child or individual has their own sensory support. I love taking baths pretty much most nights. Now, part of it is the warmth and of course, the magnesium that I put in there, but it's also the deep pressure that um, it, it gives you in all of your joints and helps to calm you. So, Look for sensory supports, uh, big hugs, or sensory supports, uh, crab walks. There's so many ways. There's great strategies. Hey, parents, looking to turn those stressful days into moments of calm focus? Well, that's exactly why I created Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. It's the brain booster that helps kids. And parents stay centered and sharp. It's not magic; it's science, and it's just a spoonful away. Bring the balance with Neurotastic. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium to get special subscribe and save discounts with, of course, amazing gifts. Drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium. When we have an angry and irritated, dysregulated child, we need to show them what we want them to do. You're going to hear me. I'm a behaviorist. We got to reinforce and shape desired behaviors. We're not going to go, you didn't make your bed. You're instead going to say, I see you need to make your bed. Come on, let's do it together, right? I know you can't do that every day because you got to run and you got to do this. What if your kid did a mezza job? of making the bed, well, you want to reinforce it and say, I see you did that. And that's where that consistency comes in. I think this is the one that's the hardest for all of us, like whether it's yourself going to the gym or getting to bed on a certain time. Consistency is what builds the desired behaviors. And kids that are dysregulated, once your autonomic nervous system goes into a sympathetic dominant state, learning is either impossible or very hard. And so they're not going to hear you. You know what I'm talking about. If your kid is easily angered and they go into the red a lot, they're not hearing you. Don't fact fight. Um, people do this all the time with me. I had a very dysregulated couple recently and, you know, they wanted to fact fight with me. And I was like, this is Dr. Roseanne. I don't do that. <laughs> and and uh, fact fighting means that you're really getting into it with your kid and you're arguing over facts Well, you said you'd make your bed by seven. And again, that doesn't mean you never talk to your kid. You never hold them accountable. But if you're constantly in this backed fighting, remember dysregulated kids, you know, they're not perceiving things in the same way. Big conversations need to happen when your child is regulated. I understand if you have a kid who's dysregulated all the time, when is that going to happen? Well, if you're using some strategies like sharing your own calm, you know, getting sensory support, using supplements, you're doing things, you're you're doing your own feedback, maybe that nervous system is giving you some windows of time because those things do work in order to build up those skills. But fact-fighting helps nobody. And boy, does it leave you walking away feeling angry. And then of course, like shameful that you're doing that later and your kid's not gonna understand. So you have to pick your battles, right? What are the most important things? And, and you know, I like to have conversations with my own kids. What are the most important things for me? And when my kids were younger, it was always like safety first. So I was like, if mom yells, and we're out, I'm usually something is a concern, like a safety. And the kids knew, like, ooh, ooh. because, you know, I use a lot of humor when I parent. And I find that to be the most helpful thing. And it works with, you know, the Hodge family, right? Fits in. I like to role play. Like, oh, what would that look like? Even with teenagers, I say, what does that look like when you see that? I don't know. Oh, okay, well, let's think about that. And, you know, kind of go back and forth. When it's really younger, when they're much younger... You can do things like social stories, and I love social stories because you can pretend it's somebody else. And if usually kids, especially kids with clinical issues, they may not connect that you're talking in this story about Amy when it's Joey, and it's the same as that problem, and they'll listen, because why does that happen? Why is it beneficial? Because people will put their defenses up. And you know, role-playing is really a lifeline for kids that are too dysregulated and ashamed of their behaviors to ask for help. And again, we assumed an IQ is just a number. And so many parents get real hung up in an IQ. These are skills, these are skills that can be taught, they can be learned. So make sure that you are, you know, thinking about what skills can I build? And at the same time, you've got to really calm that nervous system. When you have an angry kid, they sort of become the whole family sort of moves around this angry kid. And it's really a challenge because they need support. They need TLC, but they also can create a lot of disruption. They can create friction. You know, I recently had somebody fly, fly out for our Brain Behavior Reset Program um, and if you're interested, you can go to drrosanne.com forward slash help to find get a solution matcher and see if you're a good fit for our program and we guide you into different ways and you know, they were so concerned about all the kids in the family as they should be because they had this one super angry kid and of course, you know, the she had pans and you know, which meant that her body was dealing with infections and actually toxins, mold, and was dysregulated. And, and this was a newer behavior. This wasn't something they had seen. And, you know, they have two other kids at home and they didn't know how to handle it. And they became really concerned for sure. But, you know, what they did is they tightened up their parenting strategies. They worked on the calm and they stopped getting into these fights for, with her. And it wasn't easy as, you know, you really have to learn how to regulate. If you're interested in learning more about Strategies. We're going to be talking in a webinar, a longer webinar, just from dysregulated to calm strategies for unfocused, anxious, anxious and moody kids. You go to drrosanne.com forward slash moody kids. Whenever you're seeing this or listening this, this is a webinar that's free. It will be up and you can access it, it's just going to give me more time to go into some of the strategies to better support. Because I do feel that whether your kid is unfocused, or it has anxiety or mood issues, we are moving towards a more angry society in general. And that's the message that's going to kids. And some kids are wired that way. And we just have to meet our kids where they're at. It is not easy. But when you focus on calming the brain, your brain, their brain, and really, really dive into what are those missing skills? How can I teach them? How can I support them? How can I reinforce them so that they can learn? That is when you are able to move that dial and get everybody out of that whole sort of web that you feel so stuck in. So I hope this was an empowering discussion for you and you had an aha moment. Pick one place, start there, and always, always work on sharing your own path. Parenting is so hard and there are many ups and downs, especially when you have a kid who's so sensitive, moody, easy to ignite. Just know that no matter what's going on with your kid and family, it's going to be okay. Okay when you take one step towards shaping and supporting their behaviors. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash Help D R R O S E A N N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.